Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So it's my pleasure to someone uh, to introduce someone I covered a little when I was at the Daily News back in the fun 90s, which was a great decade to be a young person in New York City. Kamish, Bill Bratton, welcome to Cats at Night. It's good to be with all of you. Good evening. So uh, we were laughing, but now we're going to stop laughing because I wanted to talk to you about something that's really uh, impacting seismically our nation right now, and that is the uh, situation down in Memphis. And I, I wanted to get your perspective on that as someone who's been in policing for decades. Okay, so what's uh, what's the perspective you're looking for? There are many. <laughs> okay, Bill, this is Pete King. What do you think about the charge that there's a police culture that uh, causes these and should be federal control of the police? I'm not supportive of that, that uh, you've got uh, issues with individuals and issues with groups like this group, uh, but uh, it doesn't permeate the whole police culture. Uh, police culture is made up of 800,000 individuals, uh, is there a culture within a department? Is there a culture within a unit? Is there a culture within a squad? Certainly. And uh, as somebody who's had to change cultures, uh, the LAPD, for example, that uh, terrible uh, uh, culture in that department when I went out there in 2002. Uh, but is it systemic across the United States in every department, every officer? No, not at all. You have to look at them individually and uh, uh, so that that issue of changing the culture, and there are many cultures within policing that is, uh, you know, sometimes you want a proactive culture when you're dealing with, as they are in Memphis, serious crime. Other times you want a, a culture that's more laid back in a community that, uh, oh, Peter, many of the communities uh, out here in Long Island that uh, don't require uh, uh, an aggressive or assertive police culture because they just don't have the crime levels that they have in many of the countries in the cities. So it's... Uh, uh, trying to uh, paint with a broad brush is inappropriate. Uh, it's much like the uh, uh, defund the police movement. Now you have this movement about uh, get rid of all these specialized units. Uh, if you think it was bad after uh, uh, the George Floyd incident in terms of crime going up, get rid of these specialized units and it'll go, crime will go through the roof. They're an essential part of policing, but it's essential that you manage them. It's essential that you set the rules, the guidelines, and you manage those rules and guidelines. Phenomenal deficiencies in that department. It's one of the most crime-ridden cities in America, most dangerous city in America for several years, actually. And uh, you have leadership issues, you have staffing issues, you have recruiting issues, you have policy issues. Uh, the after-action review of this place is going to be very interesting because it's, uh, it's every way you look, there's a problem. Bill, it's Tony Carbonetti. How are you? Very good. Good afternoon. Well, you, I think you just hit the, the nail on the head by saying you can't get rid of these specialized units because you're then throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You're going to come back a year from now and you're going to say crime has spiked. There's more guns on the street. There's more drugs on the street. There, there's, you know. Well, we, have, we have that in New York yeah. uh, uh, when they disbanded for a variety of reasons the anti-crime unit here in New York before they had a chance to bring it back. Crime started going through the roof uh, in large part because of a lot of the legislative changes that were made. But uh, uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, a few years back after George Floyd, uh, basically uh, pulled back their gang units out of South L.A. And within a short period of time, crime down there went through the roof. What do they do? They had to basically bring back the gang units into South L.A. again. Now, these units work. They're essential. It's, but it, it, 
The average cop is a generalist. He's busy responding to 911 calls. He's busy doing the things that cops do every day. This type of serious crime, like Memphis is experiencing and certain areas of New York experiencing, require specialists. And they did not use specialists, unfortunately, in Memphis. They had kids who were on the job a year or two, didn't even have street experience, had, by all accounts, almost no supervision. And no follow-up to, they were celebrating as recently as a week ago, the success of this unit, all the arrests they're making, et cetera. Now they're coming out of the woodwork about the problems with all these arrests. So when you set these units up, you got to closely monitor them, track them. Uh, the Effectively, what they do with these things oftentimes is they look at the end result without looking at how was that end result, result achieved. In Memphis, quite obviously, it was achieved with bad policing. Well, when I watched this video, I, I could tell right away that it was the cops that are used to dealing with the scum of the earth found themselves a good, honest citizen, and it didn't clash well. Well, yeah. that first video, it starts right at the first video in the sense of how bad this unit Why was are they pulling of, someone over? Well, we don't, know, we don't even know that because <laughs> chances are That's they didn't, not what call, it, to they do. didn't <clears throat> call it in. It's the fact that the, their records evidently don't indicate that the officers even called in that they're doing a, a stop. But then watching the video of uh, as soon as they pulled this car over, or it might have even stopped at a red light when they pulled up on it, that the officer charges to the driver's side doors, pulls it open, and pulls this guy out. Thank God this guy was, in fact, uh, for the cops involved, uh, not a serious criminal with a gun. I guess he would have shot that cop to death as he opened that damn door. The procedures for approaching cars and traffic mm-hmm. stops are clearly defined and trained. Right from the beginning, this thing was screw, a total screw-up. Mm-hmm. Bill, when you, were, uh, commissioner, you became commissioner, there's over 2,000 murders in New York. Over the next 15 years, it went down to around 300, between yourself, Ray Kelly, you again, when you came back in. So how many thousands of lives were saved? particularly black lives, because they were the main victims of those 2,000 murders. Well, if you're talking, on average, probably 1,500 a year over 20 years, that uh, it starts adding up to a gigantic number. And it's also the uh, all the other costs to society, all the people that are injured in all these shootings. Uh, <laughs> half these characters you see roaming around uh, in the inner city in wheelchairs are oftentimes people who, unfortunately, were victims of uh, shootings. And so the health care costs are phenomenal in and of themselves. Now, in terms of uh, these aggressive units, uh, they're essentials. You have a generalist. We all have doctors. We all have a, a local doctor that we go to. But you don't want him doing heart surgery on you. Well, same thing. And with violent crime, the average cop just doesn't have the training to take on the amount of violent crime in the inner city. That's why you have these specialized units with the specialized training. The, uh, they're free from the 911 calls. But it's exactly what uh, Eric Adams just did with the gun unit, they now call it in New York. They used to call it the anti-crime unit. That he basically, uh, uh, he and the zoo commissioner, uh, they did a lot of vetting to get seasoned cops into this unit, did a lot of training with them. And they've been in place now for almost a year. Uh, They were just recently celebrating the number of guns they've gotten off the street. And knock on woods, they've not had, uh, at least that we're aware of, an incident like this. Also, Bill, you know, the NYPD has millions of encounters with cops, with uh, bad guys every year, and 99.9% of them go okay. The, that, that what is not, it always drives me crazy, as you can appreciate, Peter, as the uh, commissioner twice in that department. NYPD uh, basically uh, is a police force that uses de minimis 
amounts of force. When I was police commissioner in 1994-95, as we were taking the city back, when we had those 2,000 murders, half a million crimes, that on average the department uh, had, uh, during the course of the arrest, fewer than 100 serious injuries. And that was oftentimes with people resisting arrest in the sense of broken bones or serious injuries. And it still has a phenomenal uh, record as it relates to injuries incurred during courses of arrest with people resisting arrest all the time. And just the amount of shootings. you got 35,000 cops and there's fewer than uh, uh, 50 shootings a year with fewer than a dozen deaths a year in the NYPD. Bill Bratton, you did a phenomenal job as commissioner. Thank you for serving the people of the city of New York and speaking out for their well-being again. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.